You're listening to another wrestling episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns, featuring your guy, Bully Rye, and PJ Steven, presented by Anchor Podcasts. That's right, everybody. It's another wrestling episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. As always, it's your guy, Bully Rye, and we've got uh, some some current event topics to discuss, whether it's, uh, you know, something that may have just happened yesterday or something that's happening this weekend. We've got some stuff, or, or even further in the future, we've got some pro wrestling to talk about. And without further ado, in order to talk pro wrestling, we have to bring in our wrestling show host, PJ Steven. PJ, what's going on, bud? It's been a little bit. Oh my God, I'm so excited to do this show. I've been waiting for this episode. I've been waiting for it to talk to you, really. Uh, work has kept me very busy as far as my personal life goes. It's kept me busy, and I'm ready to talk about some current stuff, and I'm ready to talk about some New Japan stuff. Um, we were going to uh, do part seven of the 97 series today, were we not? But um, we uh, we have so much current stuff going on that we kind of want to fill you guys in on and that we kind of want to um, talk about ourselves because uh, we haven't really talked since Vegas. So we decided to put the seven series or the part seven to the side a little bit and we're going to give you guys some current stuff. But hopefully next week we will get you guys back on that part seven of that 97 series you guys have been loving so much. But uh, I'm doing fantastic though. How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm with you. It's it, Listen, our wrestling shows have been a little less consistent if you will uh just because of the of the new time change with with your new your new career uh with with everything that I'm busy with so uh, we're 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 going to get to finish that part that that WWF 1997 series because there's other series that you and I have talked about privately off the air that we're going to get to uh but you said like like you and I both said we're going to get to some current stuff here tonight and let's go ahead and start. I, I was going to start with WWE Survivor Series. It's going to take place this weekend after this show airs. But there was a show that aired last night that we are recording this episode before it goes live. So it'll be fun to talk about and then see how absolutely uh, crazy wrong we were about this event. And that's AEW Full Gear in 2023. It is emanating from the Kia Forum in Inglewood, California, November 18th. 2023, the main event of this show will have been MJF defending the AEW World Championship against Switchblade, Jay White. Uh, let's just go through the card real quick. We've got a pre-show match listed on the card. MJF and a mystery opponent taking on the guns for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. It's sort of been like hinted out there that Samoa Joe, uh, I, I mean, he's at least been vying to be his partner on, on television but they've also had this weird storyline where everybody who's been willing to help MJF has gotten attacked by these masked assailants. And then that uh, all-in uh, MJF masked character shows up on the screen. Uh, PJ, question one, who do you think is going to be his partner? Who do you think will have been his partner? And two, how do you feel about the storyline? And I guess a third part of that is, who do you think is the man behind the mask? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it, it's hard to say. I'm thinking the guy behind the mask is Adam Cole. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That being said, let me ask you a question real quick. Um, how do you feel about Samoa Joe dropping the Ring of Honor TV title? It was dumb. Just I thought it let... was terrible. Why wouldn't Keith Lee just win? Yeah, let Keith Lee take the title. I understand they want to keep Samoa Joe looking strong. Like, and I, I guess I get it. But you can still, I mean, you know, how many, I don't know. I, I just think, I think. Of all the times, of all the times we've argued against Gaga, this would have been in the perfect time yeah. to present Gaga in, in, in here. I mean, not even, not, 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 even, not even Gaga. Keith, Keith Lee gets a roll up on Samoa Joe. He loses. Okay. Yeah. I lost that. Now I'll move on to the, I don't, I don't know, man. It, it did. I it don't. Felt, it felt really forced and it felt really dumb and it just felt another excuse for AEW to do a really dumb tournament. Like at least like when Asuka dropped the NXT Women's Champion, she vacated it. It was a big thing. She was going to the main roster, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, I would have loved if Joe, if Joe just would have like, I don't know. Because why? It was, he, why it, was he, it was very poorly executed. It was yeah, poorly because, executed. Because by the way, why can't he hold both? Yep. Why can't he have the TV title and then go for the 
AEW World Heavyweight title. What? Why? Why not? I just I thought it was dumb. I, I hated know. it. My thought process is that they've. Uh, I know the idea is that they want they want to let Ring of Honor be its own brand, and they've got their shows that they record, uh, whether it's on on uh, on the nights of Dynamite recordings or or on the nights of Collision recordings. They record Ring of Honor stuff, but. I think that AEW is doing a really poor job of promoting Ring of Honor as its own separate brand. Yeah. Uh, the more that you continue to put Ring of Honor uh, rostered people on AEW television, you're giving them television time, but you are not drawing more eyes to the Ring of Honor programming, whether it's on YouTube or where. I honestly don't know where you can find it. But, no, they're not going to be able to, to to promote Ring of Honor like WWE does Ring uh, NXT. But the Ring of Honor Television Championship just being vacated for no reason after a title defense, uh, it just seems lazy, and it seems it it seems as disorganized as the purchase of Ring of Honor was. I think the only reason that uh, Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor was to prevent WWE from purchasing Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, for, you know, by all means, more power to you if that's what you wanted to do. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I felt like Jamojo dropping the title was lazy the way they did it. They had him win a match against Keith Lee, and then he just drops the title for no reason. You know, he could have dropped the title later that night. He could have dropped the title before he had the match. I mean, at any time, like he was, they kept preaching him as and, and, and promoting him as the greatest Ring of Honor television champion of all time. He's the longest reigning television champion of all time, yada, yada, yada. And then I know where he's like, I don't want to be the Ring of Honor television champion anymore. Like, it's just, it was just lazy booking, lazy writing. And and it's all more indicative of why AEW's programming has sort of been in decline over the last few months. I mean, yeah, would, would I, I, agreeable? I, I hate, I hate, oh yeah, I, I totally agree. I hate to admit it, but it, it's just the way it is. It, it's, it is really, it's, it's not great. It, it's hard it's not- to say. It, it's hard to say it because, like, AEW was the new toy. Uh, you know, there were fans that were excited about. It. There are still fans that watch, and by all means, I still watch myself on occasion. Uh, but you know, WWE has gone through cold stints. Like normally, the summertime is dead for WWE, where the programming's bad. It's not. It's not necessarily unwatchable, but it's slow moving until you get to SummerSlam, and then it picks up headed towards WrestleMania. So. Russell, WCW had slow moments when they even even in their in their peak uh, during the eighty three week ratings win over WWE. So you can't be hot fifty two weeks out of the year when you're a pro wrestling company. Yeah, but AEW has been in a gradual decline, so much so that we're talking about this this full year pay per view, uh, and and there's I mean there's. There's some stuff we're going to talk about that's that's sort of I wouldn't say mind-boggling, but just sort of curious. So uh, let's get back to the card here. MJF, do you think do you think Samoa Joe comes to be his partner and they win this match against the Guns? Uh, I I could see that Samoa Joe being the partner to answer your question, but um, he, how bad was yeah, Adam Cole injured? That's what I need to know. Yeah, that's my thing too because it could easily. But maybe you know what if it's like. I don't know. What if it's Roger Strong or something? That's my, kind of, that was my next guess. You know, he comes out and, you know, and then the lights go out, the mask comes up, and then, you know, I mean, it could be, it could be that. I could see that. I'd, I'd have fun with that. I think, uh, I think it'd be a fun angle if they let Roger Strong come out and be his partner. They win the match, and Strong sort of like says, you know what? We were wrong about you. We're going to give you a chance. Adam finally won us over. And then, like you said a, a, a little while ago, Adam Cole's the man behind the mask. And yeah. these attacks have been led by this group of Roderick Strong. And I think it was at Mike Bennett. I don't even know the other two guys with him. Um, and so, and you get that crew sort of turn on MJF on, on Adam Cole's uh, ascent uh, back to the title picture. Let's go to the main card here. We've got eight matches listed for the main card here uh, that will have taken place yesterday. The, the AEW Women's World Championship match is on the line as Hikaru Shida takes on timeless Tony Storm. Uh, PJ, I'll be completely honest. I don't know when Soraya lost the title. What are you talking about? Hukaru Shida is listed as the champion defending against timeless Tony Storm here. 
at at full gear. When did when did Soraya lose a title? Um, she lost it like it was a, I think it was a dynamite that she lost it at. Um, I'm per, I'm pretty sure it was like yeah, it was dynamite. Yeah, yeah, it was the it was the Tuesday that they went up against NXT. Oh wow, I didn't realize yeah. it. Um, it was like yeah. October something. Yeah, I uh. Well, it shows you how much I've, I, I told you I pay attention to t- on occasion. But uh, here we go. Hikaru uh, Shida defending against Timeless Tony Storm. Now, I'll be honest. From what I've seen, I'm loving this Timeless Tony Storm gimmick. I think we've talked about it on the show before, PJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think you think she goes over and gets the title back? No. Tony Storm? No, Shida retains the title. Yeah, absolutely. You think so? I do. I don't, I, Tony Storm right. will get it. We'll get it, but not right now. I, All I, right, do next, I do I do love her gimmick though. We got next match listed on the card. Sting, Darby Allen, and Edge, because I refuse to call him by his real name. Accompanied to the ring by Ric Flair, taking on the team of Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Because I guess they need to pitch, they need to bring in new stars and make them somehow. So let's put in Nick Wayne in a match with two WWE Hall of Famers and Sting and Adam Copeland. Uh PJ, any thoughts about this? I, I why why is Ric Flair here? Ric Flair is there to turn on Sting. That's fair. I mean, I just what well, well, you, you ask why is Nick Wayne with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage because they have a they have a storyline together. I know they do, but like he's just it's Nick Wayne, man. Like it's not. You need to watch Nick Wayne stuff before you judge him. He's fantastic. He's a great well, wrestler. Who do you think wins? Who do you think wins this match? Considering we're going this going through this after the fact. You think oh, Flair turn on Sting here? No, nah, I don't think it's here. I think it'll be later on. Um, I think it'll be teased here, but no, I think I think it'll be later on. But um, no, no, I I mean, like I love the promos that Christian Cage was cutting against Sting and against Flair and all that. I mean, Christian Cage is awesome right now. I'm loving it. Um, yeah, I do think that uh, Sting, Allen, and uh, and Adam is his name. Excuse me, Adam Copeland's gonna go over. But um, I don't think Rick turns on him just yet. All right, let's move on to the next match here on the card. Orange Cassidy defending the International Championship against John Moxley. BJ, uh, you liking the storyline they've got with Cassidy and Mox? And who do you think Mox gets the title back here? Uh, the storyline's a little bland, but I think um, I think it could turn into something. I think Orange Cassidy retains the title um, uh, right here. I love the idea of, of Orange Cassidy cutting a promo. And he says, and my name's because my name's Orange Cassidy, and I don't have a catchphrase. I love that. I, I really That's do. Perfect. I wish, I wish I, you'd I mean, say it after every promo. Unless Moxley wins and they want him walking into Wrestle Kingdom with um, with the International Championship, I could see that. But I, I think Cassidy wins. I'm with you. Uh, next up, we got a Texas death match here. Hangman Adam Page. Taken on Swerve Strickland. This with- is going to be match of the night. This is going to be you match of the night. Think so? Absolutely. Did you not see the match that they put on last pay per view, where everybody everybody was like, "Well, Paige is just going to bury Swerve Strickland," and then Swerve Strickland won in a fantastic match, and now we're getting uh, a second match here. I still think Swerve wins, and I think it will be a match of the night. Yeah, I I, I have. I mean, I know they've got this nice little fun storyline where Strickland showed up at Paige's house. Uh, really, it felt kind of like old school, like late '90s, like uh, or even even like Randy Orton style when he went into uh, was it whose house was it that Randy Orton went to Triple, Triple H's house? That's no, right. No, tri- that's... no Triple, Triple H went into Orton's house. Okay, yeah. Either way, um, I like I like the touch here. Uh, I'm not a fan. the Texas Death Match, man. I know it's 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 basically a hardcore match. It's all it is. Uh, and but why are we getting a Texas Death Match? Reminating or emanating from from Inglewood, California. Either way, um, yeah, for the, same, I'm, I'm, for the same reason we got Texas death matches in Japan. Well, I'm ex- I'm excited to, to give this a shot here. Uh, too bad that that it's, this is going to be pay per view, and I'm going to have to watch it on some streaming service that may or may not um, work properly. All right, next match up, we've got a new tag team name here: the Golden Jets. No, it is not the Rock and Kevin Hart. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the movie um, Central Intelligence, but the Golden Jet was the nickname given to uh, Calvin Joyner, played by Kevin Hart, 
uh, as he teamed up with The Rock in that movie to make a really, really funny movie. It is not Kevin Hart and, 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 and The Rock. The Golden Jets are a team of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho taking on the Young Bucks. And if the Golden Jets win, they will get the Young Bucks AEW World Tag Team Championship opportunity. If the Young Bucks win, the Golden Jets must disband. I think the Golden Jets go over here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think we're on Jericho's retire- retirement tour too? We just don't th- know it yet. I think we're getting there because he just, I was just going to say that, he just um, put in a copyright for the era of Jericho or something like that. But also, I don't like the state, or I don't like the stake here because the Golden Jets must disband as a team. Okay, they've been a team for a week. Yeah. Like, I don't, it, it, they're trying to make us care about something that we don't, we don't have invested time in to care about. Uh, that being said, I hope they do beat the Young Bucks because I've always thought that uh, Young Bucks were some of the most o- overrated tag teams that's ever stepped to the ropes. Um, but yeah, I think it's I, I think the Golden Jets go over here. Pretty but strong they, words. But, but if they don't go over, it's like who cares? Because they oh oh no, Jericho and Kenny Omega disband after teaming one time and being a team for a week. Oh man, what a stake! I just think it's silly. Yeah. All right. So for whatever reason, Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm is booked, at least is listed early on the card here. But now we get a fatal, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, a triple threat match. They call it a three-way match for the AEW TBS Championship. As of this recording, it is uh, Chris Statlander, the champion, defending against Julia Hart and either Red Velvet or Sky Blue uh, in this triple threat. I don't know why they just wouldn't make it a fatal four-way uh, Statlander retains, right? I mean, nothing, nothing really big to talk yeah, about here. Nothing big here. Let's move on. I think Julia Hart's been doing really well with what she's been trying to do. Yeah, she's great. She was really cool too. I met her at WrestleCade. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, she, all right, she, she, she was right next to Brody King. Oh, good stuff, man. That's that's sweet. Um, all right, Fatal Four Way Tag Team Match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Your champions, Big Bill, aka Big Cass, and his tag team partner, Absolute Ricky Starks. Will defend against Lock. Lo, it's basically Los Ingobernables de Japón, uh, Rush and Dralistico, uh, known as La Facción Ingobernable here in AEW. Also defending against FTR and the King Kings of the Black Throne. I love uh, that name. It's very long. Team, it's yeah. very long and wordy, but I like it. The team of Malachi Black and Brody King. I don't know why they're not just calling them the House of Black just as a tag team. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree with that. Uh, PJ, who gets the win here? I actually think the Kings, King, uh, King of the Black Throne. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Ricky and Bill to, to retain. I don't either that or FTR somehow gets it back uh, headed into Wrestle Kingdom season. But you know, who knows? We'll see. I'm, I'm not really all that invested into this match uh, primarily because I don't think you've been paying attention to the tag team division in AEW all that intently recently so uh I, i've been paying attention to it more than the wwe tag team division um we'll we'll talk about it here in a second when we when we start talking survivor series all right your main event mjf taking on jay white jay white has been rolling around with mjf's title for the last several weeks i don't think as much as i'd like to see it i don't think that jay white wins the aew world championship because I think the person that's going to take the title off of MJF will be Adam Cole. Uh, PJ, do you agree or disagree? I agree that it will be eventually Adam Cole. Um, I would love to see it on Jay White eventually, but yeah, unfortunately, it's not going to be Jay White. All right, I'm right there with you. So that's full gear. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see how how close we were to our predictions, or if if it was a decent event. Uh, with nine cards listed from the from the pre-show Ring of Honor tag team title match to the AEW World Title uh, main event, um, I'm curious to see how how good this event is going to be. It's it's like I said, it's 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 sort of a disappointing that AEW had all this momentum and, and MJF was doing so great, and even the angle with him and Adam Cole was so great, and then that gets derailed because it, because Adam Cole gets hurt and. You've got MJF as this baby face now, and I just don't like him as a. I think that's what the problem is. I don't like him as the baby face. I think he was the best, one of the best heels in the business before they decided to turn him. 
And I don't think there's a, a really a heel on the roster that's going to be able to take the title off of him unless it's Adam Cole. Um, See, yeah. I, I I disagree. I'll say that I really like him as a babyface. Actually, I mean, I like him better as a heel, but I think he's done a great job as a um, as a babyface as well. You know, we talked about it on the podcast where I think MGF he's he he is incapable of failing. He is a terrific pro wrestler in the ring, outside of the ring, his promos, his ring psychology. I think he's fantastic. And um, I didn't think, I didn't used to think that he really won me over when they put him at the top of the card. Um, And he's a draw, man. He is a draw. People want to, people want to boo him. People want to see him do a drop kick and people are, I mean, he's over man. And I, I, he deserves it and I'm, I'm happy for him. It's just really unfortunate the rest of the show seems stale. Like, AEW is notorious for doing these big splash signings like Ric Flair, like Edge. Uh, they get, a, you know, they get that bump that they're looking for for the night. And then, you know, it, it's, it, it go, the, the, the luster goes away. I mean, there's a, a very, I'm pretty sure it's a famous picture at this point where Edge uh, was walking to the ring. And, and granted, most wrestling shows, they're going to sell the the hard camera side uh, before they sell the the soft camera side of, of the shows uh, as far as the seating goes so that it looks good on TV but there's a picture of somebody that, that somebody had taken a picture of Edge on the ramp facing the hard camera and there's literally nobody in the seats like their ticket sales are down their 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 product uh, unfortunately has has gotten stale at this point and I'm not sure what they do to bring it back. I mean, I think the only thing that they could do at this point to truly turn some eyes onto the product is bring in a guy like Roman Reigns, and that'll never happen. I mean, no, what, no, what do you, what do you I, think about I, it? It's not about bringing in more people. I think it's about AEW needs to focus on AEW. I they're agree. Spending, they're spending too much time trying to be – not trying to be WWE, but they're trying to just do whatever they can to defeat WWE. And my thing is, you know why Impact – and TNA wrestling used to work because they didn't because give a hell. They didn't give a hell of, of what was going on on the other channel. They didn't care. Yeah. And 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 and, and you know, mid two thousands. You know, TNA is some of the best wrestling that you'll ever see. Um, and they did. To be fair, they did for about a month. They went to Monday nights for about a month under the Dixie Carter regime when when they brought in Hogan and Bischoff. Well, that was like yeah, yeah, that was later on. I'm I'm talking like but, mid- but they yeah. realized it they didn't realize it didn't work and went back to Thursdays. Yeah. Uh I mean, it, you know, you could argue well, you know, WCW, you know, they they did Monday nights and they worked. Well, totally different era. We were in the 90s and and if you want to make that argument, WCW where it was successful at that time not because they were doing what WWE was doing, but because they were doing the complete opposite of what WCW is doing. And if your argument is, well, AEW is doing the opposite of what AEW is or what WWE is doing. They're putting on longer matches. They're, they're doing this. They're doing that. Uh, not exactly. And um, I think that if they if AEW just focused on AEW and didn't really care about WWE and showed that they didn't care about uh, about WWE, um, I think it would. I think that they would be able to focus on themselves. I think they'd be able to uh, ring in some of those fans that they might have lost. Um, signing big stars is great until you don't do anything with them. You know, I mean, like to your point, you know, you get that pop, man, Keith Lee's here. Oh my God. They got Adam Cole. Oh God. They got Brian Dennison. They got this, they got that. And it, it, oh God, they got Cesaro. Look at it. And you know, it's just not a lot going on with them. And I understand that you can't make, can't put everybody at the top of the card, but, um, man, it's, it, so- it's rough. So I, I'm with you. I think uh, a lot of AEW's attempt to counter-program WWE has backfired. Uh, a lot of people refuse to go to AEW, and, and they continue to do so as they sign older, uh, you know, sort of, I wouldn't call them washed up because Edge has had great matches uh, in the last, you know, few months, uh, namely the one with Sheamus as he left WWE. So, uh, but you're bringing a guy like Ric Flair for the sole purpose of turning on, on Sting again. I, I don't know. Um, I'm with you. They need to focus on AEW and stop trying to counter-program WWE for one. Uh, two, I think they need to do a better job of promoting their product. I think I, I think one of the biggest problems they've got right now is they're trying to go to too many places. I know that we I know that people down in Charleston, South Carolina are excited 
that they're bringing AEW to the North Charleston Coliseum. I know I was excited when they brought Collision to Greenville, South Carolina. But I think they had some of the biggest and best crowds down in Daly. Uh, was it what is Daly's place? Uh, I think they could go to Chicago. I think they could go to Jersey. I think there's a. I think they need to have a couple of hub cities where they alternate back and forth with where they know they are going to fill the crowd, and then and then create a demand for their pay per view venues, uh, whether it's it's somewhere in Vegas or whether it's um, I forgot what it's called in Chicago. Um, I think that's what they're going to have to do in order to really try to build themselves back up from this this stale. Uh, the staleness that they've 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 created for themselves. So it'll be interesting seeing what happens with full gear and and where they go after full gear. I mean, we are already in the month of November. We don't have much longer before we get into WrestleMania season. And you know that WWE will dominate the world of pro wrestling from from now uh, till the end of March, early February, and it starts this weekend with WWE Survivor Series War Games. Now. Again, we are recording the show on the 14th of, of November. So we will have had a SmackDown prior to uh, this, this recording. But as of this recording, there have only been three matches that are announced for this card. Uh, the first being the Intercontinental Championship match. I believe this might be the first time the Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship has been defended on a WWE Premium Live event since WrestleMania. I haven't looked that, that up those notes, but... Do you remember a time when the Intercontinental title was defended or, or you know, or, or otherwise won at a, at a premium live event? Um, I'm trying to. It's always the U.S. title. The U.S. title gets the paper. Well, no. Spots. When did Gunther just, Gunther just uh, defended against Chad Gable, didn't he? Or was that on, on Raw? Raw? On, was Raw. on Raw. And before so, that, yeah. he was defending on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Does Miz get the title here over Gunther? <laughs> come on no that's a serious question i think he does what no way i think we are building up to gunther going into the main event picture there's a chance that he will either win the royal rumble or he'll win elimination chamber over in is elimination chamber in australia this year uh, uh, I, think I think so. i think uh, so. the, the last time the intercontinental champion was uh was defended, was um, defended on a pay per view, not a, not a Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm trying. Yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. So it's a pretty big deal here. This being defended, which is another reason why I think the Miz has a shot to take the title. I think they are going to push Gunther in the picture with Seth Rollins. I don't think Gunther is the one to, to dethrone Roman Reigns, but I do think there's potential that he dethrones Seth Rollins be it uh, at or before Royal Rumble or WrestleMania this year. And eventually they're going to have to get the title off of him. Um, and who knows, maybe maybe Imperium comes and tries to interfere and it backfires and the Miz is able to knock him off. Um, I also wouldn't mind seeing a guy like uh, Bronson Reed, a.k.a. Jonah, taking the international I'd, title. I'd love later. to see Bronson Reed go up to the card, man. He, he is He's a fantastic wrestler. If you're um, that, if if you're you know that big of a bully, you can hang with Kazushika Okada in the G1 Climax. Yeah, you you can be on the top of the card, baby. Yeah. So we've got the other match, uh, the singles match listed on the on the card here is the women's world championship match. Zoe Stark won a battle royal on Monday Night Raw to become the number one contender to take on Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley doesn't lose here, right? I don't think she loses until WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree. All right, the next matchup is actually listed. We have a men's war game match. A team of Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, and Sami Zayn taking on the team of the Judgment Day. Damian Priest, who was announced as the leader of Judgment Day for at least this event. Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, and JD McDonough. But there are rumors that somewhere in this match, Drew McIntyre will be, will be inserted in as part of the Judgment Day team. Uh, PJ, what do you think about that? And what do you, what do you think about this match that they've got listed here? Uh, I'm down for it. I love the war games, although like the last few haven't been that terrific, but, um, uh, Drew McIntyre inserting himself, man. I mean, he, we got to do something with Drew because 
I feel like they haven't done a damn thing with him. Well, his contract's almost up. So uh, I believe they're they're trying to work something in. He did lose the the world title match at um, the last premium live event. Was it was it a a crown jewel over in, in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia? So yeah, yeah I'm curious to see what 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 happens from here. Now a match that hasn't been listed on this card, but will more than likely wind up being the women's war game match. I'm not sure if you've been paying attention, but but damage control is now adding members for the first time since they were they the inception. Uh, yeah, Kyrie Sane and Asuka are now members of Judgment Day with uh with with and why can I say her name? Um your women's the WWE women's champion uh being on that oh, yeah, on that. Uh, Sky. Eo Sky. So more than likely we're going to get a women's and it's not listed yet. We're going to get a women's war game match with a team of some sort of uh in 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 inception of of damage control whether they're going to put eo sky in a title match somewhere on this card or they're just not going to have the women's world champion on this card or they don't have bailey in this match and they have a team of oscar eo sky um or or i'm not sure if uh if if dakota kai is is fully fully healed yet so maybe maybe they put uh dakota kai on the outside and we get eo bailey oscar and Kyrie sane but well, we're going to get a team of four from from the other side of the of the, of the fence, so to speak. Uh, you're probably going to have Bianca Belair. You're probably going to have Charlotte Flair. Uh, I'm not sure who that third person is. I know that they've had Shotzi getting involved a lot lately. But do you think this is a, a prime time to bring in Jade Cargill to make her debut for the company in the women's war game match? Absolutely. Jade, I mean, you've had, you've had her under contract. You're paying her to you're paying her to do nothing. She's not even taking promos. Like, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I think I think this is where we get the debut of Jade Cargill. I think she's going to be a part of the women's uh, the women's war game match here. Uh, but it has not been announced by the time that we have uh, recorded this episode. Uh, and then obviously we don't have a U.S. title match because we've got yet another part timer who's not going to show up on TV as a champion over on Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, to match the champion over on Friday Night SmackDown and Roman Reigns. Do you think Roman Reigns gets a match here at uh, War Games, or do you think it's another another premium live event where Roman Reigns is not involved? I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking. Uh, or I'm thinking Reigns does not have a match at all. I don't think we see him have a match until maybe the Rumble. Uh, I could probably see that too. So it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. There's a lot of stuff going over on SmackDown, whether it's. Uh, whether it's it's the bloodline and how they're they're oh, excuse me um, whether it's they're trying to continue to, to to dominate over on SmackDown it's 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 hard to keep track of of, of who's going where especially when uh, as of this recording there's only three matches listed for Survivor Series I'm, I'm loving uh, before we take our, our first break and then we're we're gonna finish the show on New Japan stuff um, what do you like with what they're doing over in WWE right now they've got Akira Tozawa over in the Alpha Academy. Um, you've got uh, some some interesting stuff going on with like the sort of the the Judgment Day. You're starting to see little tiffs. You've got the LWO. You finally had the heel turn from Santos Escobar on Rey Mysterio. What are you liking about what's going on in WWE right now? Do I have to like something? I'm just kidding. Um, I do like that heel turn, man. L, um, they he definitely needed that. And the LWO, man. Uh, hopefully now that they don't have. Rey Mysterio there, you know, he had to get a, more surgery. You know, again, Rey Mysterio, stay out of the ring. Um, is he really hurt for real? Is that Was that legit? I think he is. I think he I had mean, to have surgery. I think he had to have surgery for real. Oh, that's that's interesting. Uh, but, yeah, stay out of the ring, man. You're done. Uh, L, but I love what the LWO is doing. I also love – I just love the title reign of Gunther, man. Like, he is – he he's a working champion. He's defending it whenever – you know, whenever they have it up. And I think he's fantastic. I love, I've been loving that. Um, the bloodline's gotten stale on me now. Uh, I don't care about Jay and Cody. Um, yeah, there's a few things that's happening that I really enjoy. I don't really care about Akira Desire and Alpha Academy. Um, I'm honestly about- loving what's going on with damage control. Like the fact that yeah, like, I like I like that too. They're doing a good job with that, and and Bailey's Bailey's doing a great job as a, with a great leader or as a great leader rather in damage control. I love that. Have have they ever done 
this big of a of a female faction in WWE before or in all, in I, all of wrestling before? I was thinking about that the other day, actually, and I don't think they have. I think the closest thing to it would be <clears throat> either like. I mean, because the four horsewomen, they never had like an actual like faction storyline or yeah. whatever. The closest thing would be maybe Ronda and her two goons that she had from uh, UFC. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, you I, had I really well, well, that was that was their four horsewomen. It was Ronda her goons. You also had at one point over in in TNA, you had the beautiful people that went from two to three and three to two and back to two to three with Lacey Von Erich as part of that. At one point, um, you, you've had a couple times where you had like three women involved. Uh, but I, I don't think, I mean, cause you remember there was a, there was a faction war at one point where it was, um, it was page, uh, PBO it was page Becky or PBC page Becky and Charlotte. Um, yeah. it was, it was Sasha, Naomi, and, and I can't remember the other person, but, uh, you've had a couple of trios, but you've never had a big group of five women. And the crazy thing about it is three of them are, are big Japanese stars and Oscar, Kyrie Sane and EO Sky or EO Shirai. So uh, really interesting to see where they go from here. PJ. Yeah, I, I guess the I guess the uh, closest thing was like maybe what the Riot Squad. I guess probably, and that was another. Yeah, that was one of those. That was one of those trios that were in that in that little faction gang gang warfare over there uh, for a short period of time. PJ, we're gonna take one uh, one of our two breaks. When we come back, we are going to your favorite uh, your favorite topic. We're gonna talk New Japan's World Tag League. And we're going to talk a little bit about, about uh, Wrestle Kingdom 18 uh, as we're going to have a big matchup here. Stay tuned. We're going to talk all New Japan when we come back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843 843- 452-8761 for a quote today and make sure you tell them that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. All right, and we are back with Tap House and Touchdowns, another wrestling episode. It's your guy, Bully Rye and PJ Steven. And now we are going to go into the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So PJ, the New Japan World Tag League is something that you wanted to sort of discuss on the show. So I'm going to give the floor to you. I did a lot of talking about AEW and WWE. I'm going to give the floor to you because this is your area of expertise. Tell us about the New Japan World Tag League. So New Japan World Tag League is uh, just a tag team tournament, much like the um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion Tournament, which is uh, the Super Junior Tag Tournament. Uh, but this is World Tag League. It's a little bit bigger. It's uh, it's uh, the big leagues here, literally. Uh, it announced 16 teams for its annual World Tag League competition. The tournament is going to begin November 20th. The finals will take place on December 10th. Now, the winning team always gets a shot at the IWGP Tag Team Championships. And this year, they'll get the shot at... Wrestle Kingdom 18, which takes place January 4th. Uh, what I love about this list, and I'll go over it with a little bit. I'll go over it in a little bit. We have a lot of debut entries, which I think is so fun. I love tournaments with fresh faces, much like the G1 Climax this year. There were a lot of fresh faces, which I really enjoyed. Block A, Shota Umino and Rin Narita. That's your debut entry. Uh, two uh, young lions coming together uh, in their you know, their respective primes to join World Tag League. I think that's fun. Tomo Ishii and Toro Yano, this is their fourth entry, but it's the first in three years. United Empire, Great Okan and, and Hanare, this is their third entry, and they've actually been in here three times in a row. TMDK, uh, Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols, this is their second entry uh, in a row. TMDK, man, those guys might be the ones to take it. They teamed up with Zack Sabre Jr. to have that stable. And uh, I'm a big fan of those guys. Um, do you remember TMDK um, in NXT? They went under. Uh, I do. God, what was their name in NXT? It was. I'll, uh, I'll look it TM up while you're. No, no, no. It was TM TM61. Yeah. TM61. They they were also called the Mighty, but back at yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Mighty, Mighty Don't Neil is what TM, yeah, TMDK yeah. stands for. Yeah. Uh, but they're um, fantastic, man. Shane Hayes and Michael Nichols had great showings in the G1. I don't. Vividly remember them in NXT, but I do remember them uh, watching them in New Japan, especially when they when they invited Zack Saber Jr. in. Yeah, um, and so it's uh, yeah, it's 
I I I kind of like them to uh to 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 take this. This would be fun. They're yeah. They're they are one of my picks. Uh, Alex Coughlin and Gabe Kidd, your Bullet Club War Dogs. This is their second in a row. Um, Evil and uh, Yujiro Tura- Takahashi. Yujiro Takahashi, part of the House of Torture. This is their fourth consecutive. Uh, we get a debut entry here from Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, Kaito Kiyomaya and uh, Ryuhi Oya, who both are in Pro Wrestling Noah. Kaito was uh, also in the G1 Climax. Uh, great showing there. Now this team, It was also a great showing. You try to pronounce that name. Just tell me that. Yeah, name. dude. dude R- R-Y-O-H-E-I. O I W A. Yeah, no hard pass. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's 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 how it sounds to me. It sounds like hard pass. Yeah, Kaito Kiyomaya, I got him, but like this new guy, I don't know a whole lot about him. I look forward to seeing him. <laughs> this uh, new guy's just got a weird name. I mean, I don't know this, new, this new guy, you know, maybe he'll win. Debut entry. Maybe there's a reason for that. Uh Gates of Agony, Bishop Khan, and Toa Leona. If you don't know who these guys are, man, these guys are Terrific wrestlers, man, in Ring of Honor. Uh, this is their debut entry, of course, uh, like I mentioned earlier. But uh, they are part of that, uh, you know, amazing um, Samoan dynasty that we all co- uh, come to love. Excuse me. But um, Gates of Agony, man, have you ever heard of any of these guys? Especially like, to- like you know, we talk about Toa Liana. He was trained by Rikishi. Um, but, man, he 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 is fantastic. And him, him and his... Uh, his tag team partner there, but have you ever heard of any of these guys? I haven't. This is going to be brand new to me, and I can't uh, listen. I'm I'm dying, dying. We call it Homer's Corner on the football shows. I'm dying to get to the curtain call tonight. Oh my uh, god! Because We're gonna I'm, have too much fun. yeah, because I I I can't wait to watch so much of this. But we we have to wait. There's your teaser there, so you got to get through to the curtain call because there's there's a big thing that happened this week. Um, that's going to make watching New Japan a lot more a lot more attainable for for all of you, uh, yeah. but but I, I won't derail it anymore. Let's get back to it, DJ. Yeah, so they appeared on a lot of AEW shows, AEW Dark. They were one of uh, Tully Blanchard's new clients, um, and the teaming, of course, with who I just mentioned, Khan. Um, man, but it's it, it's insane how great they are. Um, anyway, and I think Bishop uh, Bishop Khan was trained by Joey Mercury, which is super fun. Joey but- Mercury. Yeah, great tag team. I can't wait to see them. Gates of Agony, they are insane. Uh, B-Block, Bushiman, Yoshihashi, and uh, Hiroki Godu. Um, they won the IWGP Tag Team Champions 2021 and 22, defeating FTR last year at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, this is their fifth entry, their fourth consecutive in the uh, World Tag League. Uh, Hikaleo and El Fantasmo, your boy. This is their debut yeah. entry. They are also the strong open weight tag team champions. So in B block, you have the IWG, the current IWGP tag team champions, along with the strong open weight tag team champions. Fun stuff. This team, very interesting. Yuji Nagata and Minoru Suzuki. Good guy. Could you imagine if they went over? Hold here? on. Say that again, because that's that's a pretty big yeah. name. That, that, those U- are pretty U- big names. Yuji Nagata and Minoru Suzuki resolved their differences in a six-man tag match at one of the pay-per-views this year. I think it was, oh, no, maybe it was uh, the G1. Um, no, it wasn't the G1. Uh, it it might have been. It might have been the G1 um, uh, final, or it was uh, Power Struggle. Either way, they uh, resolved their differences, and... They shook hands, kind of. They slapped each other a little bit and then shook hands. Nice. Uh, but they, they are in a tag team now in World Tag League. I think that's going to be super fun. And anyone that Yuji goes Nagata them, and yep. Minoru Suzuki. Love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, from the world of CMLL, we have Subarnero Jr. and Atlantis Jr. Uh, just another great luchador tag team there. Uh, just five guys, Taichi and Yua Yumura who is uh, the New Young Lion that is in just five guys. This is their debut entry as well. Uh, Yoda Tsuji, uh, Yoda Tsuji from, um, Yoda Tsuji, excuse me, from uh, ILJ. I don't know who he's going to be teaming with because it is to be announced. And that's always just so fun. Yeah. ILJ, but it's going to be someone from ILJ, I would assume. Um, but you never know. Yoda Suji with uh, to be announced, and it's going to be their debut entry, no matter what. Uh, I want to. 
So Lance Archer and Alex Zane is also in the tournament. Uh, this is a debut entry for them. And their tag team name is Monster Sauce. Monster. That sounds like something you get from a hibachi restaurant. It does. Can I get some of that monster sauce with my uh, yeah? My, my steak? I got I got this fried rice, but um, can you hand me that monster sauce to pour over my fried rice, please? Yeah, and then the last team is Bullet Club, Rogue Army, Bad Luck Fale, and Jack Bonza. Uh, Bad Luck Fale hasn't been with the company for a little while, um, and one of the Bullet Club originals when Prince Devitt was there. So, really looking forward to this. Uh, it's gonna, it should be really sweet. This is going to be a really good World Tag League. Again, the um, finals is December 10th. That's who. That's how we're going to find out who takes on uh, Bishiman, who is uh, Hiroki Godu, and Yoshihashi for the IWGP Tag Team Champions. I'm really stoked about it, though. I think this is going to be really nice. Yeah. Uh, it's Listen, WWE goes through phases where they have really good tag team wrestling, and then they forget about it. Then they bring it back, and then they forget about it. We mentioned it before we went on the air that like WWE's tag team, we talk about tag team divisions that went stale. WWE's tag division has gone stale. Um, yeah. It doesn't help that they only have one set of tag champions, and those set of tag champions are Damian Priest and Finn Balor because you kind of forget that they even have the titles because they're involved in such heavy storylines. And then you try to throw Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso in there. They win the titles, and they drop them like a week later. Uh, you've got, but you've got such really, I mean, you, you can do an, an Imperium angle where you give them the tag titles. Uh, you've got, you, you're sitting there with Alpha Academy that you can put the titles back on. New Day is floating around, just wasting away on the Raw roster. There's just so much that you could be doing in the tag team division in WWE, in AEW for that matter. You threw Big Bill and Ricky Starks together. It's working, kind of, I guess. Uh, I FTR's, guess, yeah. FTR's there. The guns, like the gun club or the guns or, you know, the gun brothers, they're they're still doing okay. Obviously, you've got the acclaimed rolling around, but you've got them with the trios championship. So it takes them kind of out of the tag team division uh, for, the, for the foreseeable future. So it's nice that New Japan has an event that is focused around tag team wrestling. I wish that American wrestling would put more of a focus on tag team wrestling. Wouldn't you agree? I definitely agree. Tag, you know, tag team wrestling, I think, is not falling to the wayside, but in some companies, you could make that argument. But um, I think New Japan keeps it alive, not only with their multi-man tag team mat mat matches, but their great uh, tag team matches as well. I saw a fantastic tag match in uh, Vegas. Uh, Takahashi and Naito taking on Sonata and Ryo Yumiya, and that was fantastic. And, and, it, and it also went to the time limit, which is great. Uh, but the match was, was was great. I loved it. So tag team matches, I think, really do sometimes five on the way. Also, El Fantasmo and Hikaleo took on Alex Zane and Lance Archer. That was great. So tag matches in New Japan, they don't fall to the wayside. They have a great one every single event because they always put on either those, either those multi-men tag matches uh, or they put on, um, or they put on uh, uh, regular tag matches and they're just as good. Yeah, I mean, all of the really, all of the, if, if you go back, uh, and, and we're going to move on from, from the American wrestling again for a second here in a minute, but like when you go back and think of the, the NXT takeovers, the NXT takeovers always started off with absolute killer tag matches. I mean, you, it was the authors of pain. It was, it was heavy machinery. It was the Viking or it was the war Raiders at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, there was, you know, you, you had uh, the, the, DIY, who's you know reemerged on on Monday Night Raw, you had it wasn't the Alpha Academy, it was Jason Jordan and, and Chad Gable, um, and and of course I can't think of the name of that of that tag team, but most of NXT's best takeover events started off with incredible tag team matches that stole the show, and uh, New Japan is doing what they can to keep tag team wrestling alive uh, because that's what New Japan does; they keep pro wrestling. Alive. Speaking of which, PJ, there is a big match announced uh, for Wrestle Kingdom 18 coming this January of 2024. Brian Danielson, who is out battling a, a broken orbital bone that happened in a freak matchup with Kajushika Okada in a tag team match on AEW Dynamite. But Danielson is looking to get revenge at Wrestle Kingdom 18 as he will go one-on-one. -on -one with Kazuchika Okada. 
PJ, take it away. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, this is – are we going to see somebody die in this match? I, <laughs> I always wanted to see a Brian Danielson back in Japan, and so did he as well. I'm glad that he gets to do it before he retires. This is going to be an unbelievable match, and I cannot wait for it. Uh, I also can't wait for um, the crowd to just – I mean, they were yesing when the vignette came on that Brian Danielson challenged Okada to Wrestle Kingdom 18. So, there. I mean, Brian Danielson is even over in Japan, and I can't wait for the crowd uh, to hear his music for him to come out. I, I can't wait for the great match. I love the match of Forbidden Door 2. I'm going to love this match probably a little bit more because we're in Japan. Um, that being said, who goes over there, Frick? I think Danielson went over the first time. They, Danielson submitted Okada. <laughs> I think Okada gets it back. I think I they're going to Yeah. I do yeah, too. I think I think they're going to run a trilogy, but I think Okada gets the win back this this, oh, this time. Let me tell you something: Okada ain't losing at Wrestle Kingdom, babe. No, he loses um, sometimes at Wrestle Kingdom. He lost to Jay White in 15 minutes at Wrestle Kingdom, but I don't think it's going to happen here. The Rainmaker will reign supreme on Brian Danielson, and I hate to say it, but it's going to be great, man. So before we take our last break and get to our curtain call, I do want to mention you talked about the the Japan, New Japan fans guessing. Um. I'm going to take a little side note here. A few weeks ago, I talked, told a story on the football show about taking Baker Bill to his first wrestling show. You and I actually had a phone conversation. The three of us did after that after that event where we all went to Monday Night Raw. And something that I don't think I talked to you about on that show is prior to that that Monday Night Raw, we met up with a radio host from here in Greenville, South Carolina. He hosts the Sports Talk radio show on the Fan Upstate. Uh, sort of a, I'm not a free plug, not that he needs it because Rob Brown of the Rob Brown show is all over the place in Greenville. He is the voice of the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, our hockey team here. He is the, uh, the, the voice of the Greenville drive, our baseball team who just won their league uh, this past season. He's all over the place. Uh, giving his voice uh, to the fans being the, the hype guy. Well, we were talking about, cause, cause again, he gets to kind of give influence on the hockey events. Uh, and um, he, I noticed there was one night where I noticed, and I took, a, I started writing them down. How many wrestling songs played on the intercom? And he had everything to do with that. So we were we were talking and hanging out before Raw, and he happened to mention like my birthday's in February, and the Swamp Rabbits approached me, and they were talking about doing different theme nights, and they said we would love to incorporate pro wrestling into one of our nights. Uh, so the night before his birthday will be a hockey game in Greenville and it will be a pro wrestling night for the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. And if you don't, you probably don't know anything about what I'm talking about, PJ, but when they have these theme nights, they've had Marvel night, they've had outdoors night. They normally do like special edition, like gear and a special edition, like, like, it's like, like t-shirts or hockey sweaters, whatever the case is. So um, they're, the hockey sweaters are really expensive. But more than likely, they will be wearing a special edition pro wrestling-themed hockey sweater that night. And I plan on getting myself one. I just kind of wanted your thoughts on having a pro wrestling night at a hockey game. I mean, you think that's, that's kind of cool? Knowing that's that we really do? cool. Very, very fun. I love it. Well, great, great feedback from PJ Stevens. No, I think it's, I, mean, I don't know what to say. It's really cool. Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it is really fun. I like that. That's a great idea. Yeah, anything, he, anything you can bring to pro wrestling to anything is going to be great. Well, I'm ex I mean, I'm super excited about that. We got a couple months away, but when that happens, I'll probably be taking a bunch of video because it is right at my wheelhouse. And I, I bring that up because they started doing the yes chant. We went to the season opener this season. And I knew exactly what it was. Every goal, after every goal, uh, they, they start, they're starting to try the yes chant. And the fans are starting to get it. And that was before Bill had gone to the gone to Monday Night Raw. And all of a sudden, he points up the video screen because they're showing Daniel Bryan screaming yes. Bryan Danielson screaming yes on WWE TV. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I know where that's from. So um, it's really fun to see him sort of uh, co-mingle those two worlds together for me pj we're gonna take our, our final break we come back we're gonna get to the curtain call and if the fans remember what the curtain call was we normally do top five countdowns but if you've been listening and watching the football shows our homer's corner is a segment where we get to talk about whatever the heck we want to and that's kind of what we're gonna do going forward with the curtain call and we've got some big news to reveal in this week's curtain call so stay tuned we'll be right back with the curtain call right here on tap outs and touchdowns 
Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina is your one-stop shop for all of your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. I was waiting for you to sing it as we came back from, from break. Um, that's good stuff. Um, PJ, we have gotten to the curtain call of this week's show. And, uh, man, do we have some news that you actually revealed to me um, earlier today. And I figured it, it, was, it was worth, uh, it was definitely worth bringing up here on the show. For those of you, we, we've, we have given free plugs to New Japan Pro World. Uh, our New Japan World, I should say, their New Japan's website that you have access to all of their wrestling show content. Uh, the problem is, is that it's always had to be done through, like, uh, through an internet web browser. Even if you went through, like, a Fire Stick or a Roku, you had to go through the web browser. You had to sign in, and you had to navigate it like a web browser. Well, yeah, this week, that was that, that was the worst part about it, man. Was having to plug up your computer and put. I'm about to turn it on. Like, I want to turn it on as I'm talking about it because it's so well done. Uh, but I'm. You had to plug it into the computer, HDMI into the computer. You have to keep your computer charged. Sometimes you could stream it from your phone to there, but that wouldn't work. And it was just a pain. So, yeah. and so that's one of the biggest knocks about, like, it's hard to watch New Japan because you have to hook it up to a computer. And if you want to watch it on TV, you have to hook the TV up to the computer. Uh, so announced earlier, I, I'm not sure exactly when it was announced, but it was, announced, Japan, it was announced last night. It was announced that New Japan Pro Wrestling now has an official app that you can download on your smart TV or your your connected device. You can sign into your New Japan World account, and you can now watch all things New Japan on your TV without needing a computer to do so. PJ, how awesome is this? The app is fantastic. I mean, it. I downloaded it last night on my phone, and I was just scrolling through, and I'm like, man, it is so easy. And then I went to my Roku, and I downloaded it on there this morning. And once you click English, everything else is in English, including the commentary. So sometimes if you click on, like, say you want to watch Wrestle Kingdom 12, you'll have to find all matches, or you'll have to find uh, English commentary. But if you have English in your settings... It'll just be there in English, which is super, super um, convenient. Uh, the other thing I love is that it has where all you do is just search it. You click episodes and it just goes down. So if you search Wrestle Kingdom, search episodes, you can look at every single Wrestle Kingdom and just pick which one you want. Same thing with G1, same thing with uh, uh, Power Struggle, Dominion, um, all that stuff. It, it's, it, it really is super convenient. They made it really well done. And I'm looking, I'm going through it right now. And, I mean, it's so cool. It, it has recently watched your favorites. You can put in your settings. Um, and they didn't raise the price is the best part. Like, you know, like, I mean, how many times has Hulu or Netflix raised their price in, like, like a year? I mean, and then, and then anything that's live automatically just pops up. So I look forward to using this the next time because I think World Tag League will start on the 20th, so I'll start watching it then. I look forward to using it then. But, guys, I'm actually going to get to be able to watch it super easily for Wrestle Kingdom 18, which I cannot wait for. Very stoked for it. And, uh, yeah, they did a good job on this app. I'm really, yeah. happy. I'm really happy about it. Wrestling because, fans. Yeah, because, yeah, I just saved the browser website to my phone, and that's yeah. how I went to click on it, you know? Wrestling fans celebrated when they announced the WWE Network, and then they sort of took a step back when it was announced that it went to Peacock. And, and in fairness, there's been some features that, that weren't there or that aren't there now on Peacock that were there on the WWE Network. And there's, there's been a lot of, of other video editing uh, since moving over to Peacock. But New Japan creating an app is a really big deal if they are going to get American fans to watch 
New Japan Pro Wrestling. So if you haven't done it, I'm sure they have some sort of like free preview or something like that. Um, if you have never watched New Japan before, Wrestle Kingdom comes January. Definitely go out. And you're, you know, I'm not asking. Like, I'm not telling you you need to stay up until four in the morning or wake up at three in the morning like PJ Steven does. Uh, but definitely get a hold of a New Japan stream and watch it on the new New Japan Pro Wrestling app. Do you yes. know the name of the app? Is it just called New Japan? What's the it's, name of well, the app? It's New Japan Pro Wrestling World. Instead of New Japan World, they changed it NJPW World. NJPW. If you're looking up, if you're looking for it, don't type in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Just type in NJPW World. Yeah. NJPW World. I just looked it up in the in the in the in the Apple Store, in the App Store. It's a it's a logo. It says NJPW World Live and On Demand. And it's got a it's got a home screen. It shows everything very like like DJ said. Very conveniently, uh, just really fun stuff. Definitely go check it out. PJ, is there anything you want to shout out before we sign off? Now? No, I I'm, I want to get back to watching my app, so let's do that. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another wrestling episode. Uh, stay tuned again for the Cat Cave over on Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel or the Keep Pounding Podcast Network to listen to Shannon Smith and I talk about Carolina Panthers. Uh, uh, this past week, Shannon Smith joined me for the uh, the football episodes of Tap House and Touchdowns because Banker Bill was on a boat. So hopefully you enjoyed that. But we've got more content coming on both of those uh, platforms. And again, make sure you go and like and subscribe uh, to the podcast wherever you get it. And like like the social medias, facebook.com slash tapouts and touchdowns or Twitter slash X at tapouts and TDs. Hopefully you all enjoyed this, uh, this, this current event pro wrestling episode. We're going to get back to the WWF 1997 series within the next week or two. So stay tuned for all that. Thanks, everybody who was a part of the show and joined us to listen to the show tonight. For PJ Steven, it's your guy, Bully Rye, and we'll see you next time right here on Tap House and Touchdown.